Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming. It's nice to see you. How is everyone today? Mm. Anyone has any questions in your spiritual practice? In your life? Anyone awake at all? Okay. And you go ahead, uh, Brady, number seven. It's getting hot here. Good morning. Yes, uh, I wanted to uh, supplement uh, from last night's Asian uh, talk on taking care of ourselves using your mind and your body. And what I thought I'd bring up is, I think, something of uh, a public service announcement that other people uh, could follow what I did and uh, find the results. Is that something you'd like to hear, Master? Sure, love to. Well, it began a while ago, but you brought it to my attention a few weeks ago. You saw me limping here, and you said, Brady, you should go talk to a doctor. You shouldn't have to put up with that. So once again, I took your masterful wisdom to heart and went and talked to a doctor and a physical therapist. And I found out that a certain drug that's very common in America for fighting high cholesterol, Lipitor, uh, I've been taking for like six years. And because of my neglectful know-it-all attitude, uh, I didn't think much of the side effects that are listed on the, the sheet that comes with it. And consequently, all this time, I've been disabling myself taking Lipitor because one of the major side effects is body aches and pains. And I put up with it for so long, just stupidly thinking, oh, I'm getting old and I just don't get around and I kind of have to limp now. And the past several months, I haven't been able to sit full lotus, all because I didn't follow through and report that I was having side effects. I'm happy to report in closing that I've been off of it for a over 10 days, and I feel as though the pain and the uh, disability, the limping and all, is starting to subside. Mm, that's great news. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, uh, what about your cholesterol level? Well, that's something that will be seen in my next blood test. Uh, I probably have to take something for it, but there's now there's other... Uh, natural, uh, they make a um, uh, omega-3 oil now, not out of fish oil, but out of algae oil that's actually even better, and that's vegetarian, so I'm going to look into that. Okay. 
Um, when was it, what was the last reading of your I think, uh, cholesterol level? I think before level? I took uh, Libitor, it was around 190. Oof, that's high. Uh, they say, you know, 200, 240 is pretty high, yeah. Uh, but it, the Libitor controlled it down to about 160. It was down to 160. Yeah, but I, I don't know what it is now without taking Lipitor. Thank you. Mm. Okay. Xin Xin, what, what is a good cholesterol level? Remind me. You don't remember? This problem with uh, the way that uh, people are taking uh, drugs and, and medications, they don't realize that they, there are side effects, there are toxins. Uh, I do not like uh, to take medication unless I must. Uh, I actually haven't taken a medication for a long, long time. I prefer to meditate and cleanse my, my body and deal with my body. Uh, and, and so, uh, in your case here, uh, and just like with everyone else's, uh, you have to be careful when you prescribe medication. The old abbot, for example, Goforce, has been on heart medication and cholesterol and kidney medication for many, many years. Some has been like 13 years or so. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's um, had been accumulating, and therefore it's actually becoming harmful to his body. So uh, you, it's a kind of public kind of thing. We've been ta I've been talking about that the last month or so, and uh, we finally got him off all medication except for aspirin, and he's doing much better. And of course, we have to fix it up as well. Uh, we have to. Uh, because of the uh, toxins uh, from all those meds there, uh, they cause a lot of problems. Uh, so we have to fix those issues uh, for him to get off the meds, okay? And, um, and bring it to the level where he's able to handle it, handle it uh, using his own Kung Fu, okay? And hopefully it should, be, should last. Okay, we don't know. Well, each person is different, but I have. I'm. I. I prefer not to take medications myself. So when, even with people with high cholesterol, uh, cholesterol, if they're able to meditate, they're much better off uh, if they uh, uh, don't take medication. That's my attitude. However. If you can't, because if your skill level is not high enough, then you shouldn't take medication. But be very careful. There's always some consequences. Okay, medication and you know, the meds will deal with cholesterol, but in in uh, bringing them into the body, you will have uh, uh, toxins because of them. Okay, and and um, and so. Keep an eye on the cholesterol level. If you're not, you, know, if, uh, you can't just uh, get off Lipitor or whatever. And even if you use another kind of medication, it's still, it's still some potential side effects. Okay. Uh, all right. But thank you for the feedback. Go Forest. Hello. 
Hello, Master. Um, I have a few questions about uh, repentance uh, for us. Uh, first one is for us, uh, is it just for repenting when we violate the five precepts? Or like if I hurt somebody, uh, can I also repent that? Yes, you can repent. Repentance, repentance is a Buddhist dharma, or uh, our Buddhist repentance dharmas are to help you uh, deal with the consequences of the bad karmas you created. Okay, uh, so you can repent of anything. Uh, in particular, uh, in the Bud in Buddhism as well, we have uh, things called rules of moralities or precepts. That's the ones that you take. You take and make a vow not to kill. You make a vow not to steal. And the five precepts are actually the foundations of goodness of morality. Okay, and so when you take the five precepts, then uh, you uh, you have uh, now. Uh, uh, causes or opportunities to break those precepts. And that's why in Buddhism, we also have, when we teach you precepts, we also teach you about how to repent uh, for those five precepts. Okay? Uh, so uh, you can repent of anything, but when you take the five precepts, you can repent for violation of the five precepts as well. Uh, I see. Thank you. And the uh, second question is, um, uh, does it make sense if we also kind of repent to the people uh, we hurt uh, also in addition to doing repentance here in the temple? Uh, yes. Mm, a couple of things. Um, repentances are, mm, are to, 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 uh, designed to help you um, ask for forgiveness, okay, uh, and seek help to erase the karmic retributions for, uh, for your offenses. And so, uh, karmic retribution meaning, for those of you who are not Buddhist, meaning that you did something bad and some consequences, okay, uh, and the, the retribution, that's called retribution, for your karmas. Karmas mean you, you did something. Uh, karma only means action, uh, an act. You do anything at all, that means you're creating karmas. Karmic retribution means that whatever you, karma you create uh, will create some retributions. Uh, so, the karmic, so that's why when you repent, you try to erase those karmic retributions. All right. Uh, now, so when you, for example, so we take that to the, uh, apply that to the example you were trying to repent to say apologize to someone that you offended or you created an offense against, then, uh, then you actually are doing repentance. It's a very good thing to do because uh, that's whatever it takes to erase the karmic retributions, including apologizing or repenting to someone you hurt or offended, is, uh, is helpful. That's part of repentance. And the other part is that if you don't have a chance to repent to the people you created offenses against, then you can repent to the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas who then will help you uh, 
resolve those retributions as well, hopefully. Um, thank you, Master. And the last question is, um, sometimes maybe people are not aware of uh, the things I did. I feel if I do do it, then maybe I'm bringing them more harm. Uh, like once they are aware, oh, you did this to me. And uh, I wonder if in that case, is it still good to tell them if uh, the side effect is that it hurts them more? Um, not clear about that. Could you repeat the question or paraphrase it so that I it's clearer? Um, uh, yes, sometimes uh, I feel maybe I did things that uh, hurt the other people, uh, but they are not aware of it. Uh, maybe because I lied, maybe because I didn't tell them. And if I do now, I feel guilty and I apologize and I repent to them, then they may actually get hurt more because now they are wow. aware of this. Okay. So, so what uh, should you do? Yeah. Is it still a good idea to reveal this to them? Okay. Uh, what do you think? It's uh, not, uh, it's not um, commonplace for people to repent when they can get away with it. Why do you want to repent? I feel bad. <laughs> okay. So you're repenting so that you can... Uh, you feel better, okay? Uh, in that case here, why not repent to the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas and keep the other person uh, uh, still uninformed or ignorant about it? <laughs> I just give you two options. Repent face-to-face -face with that person or repent to, you know, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. Okay? Yeah. Uh, somehow I feel it's not right to keep them in the dark as well. <laughs> okay, so you repent, and in repenting you're creating new offenses by, because that person now is, is offended because of your repentance. So, you see the problem? Yes, it's a dilemma. You're helping yourself, but actually you're uh, creating offenses, new offenses against another person. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You women are so complicated. We men are very simple. They say, hey, bro, I'm sorry, okay? And that's it. We, we're done. <laughs> but no, you have to feel guilty. Drop the guilt trip, man. I mean, girl. <laughs> Whatever. What do you think? I'm no woman. I don't understand these women issues. <laughs> yes, a of course. Peter always understands women issues. <laughs> Thank you, Master. I I don't know about that, but I can I can give the men's perspective. Okay. So last uh, <laughs> last weekend we talked about what you coined the Peter principle, which uh -huh. was. Uh, you know, if somebody calls you and, and wants to vent their problems, uh, then I told you that uh, my wife taught me the trick where you put them on speakerphone and you put them on mute and you start doing the dishes so they can vent. And so all my Dharma brothers were like, Peter, 
have you been doing this the whole time? <laughs> and I was like, well, what you didn't know didn't hurt you, man. <laughs> so now you know I'm sorry, and I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> but at least you know. So there's a, there's a men's perspective. Okay. Does it help? Anyone else? Hmm. Hmm? I have a rather simplistic attitude, okay? Uh, if I feel like repenting is the a, is a, is a right thing to do, I just repent, okay? And I would take... I'm willing to bear the consequences of my repentance. You cannot win them all. Okay? Sometimes if it's repenting or doing something like that causes more problems, uh, then so be it. You can't, you can't worry that if I repent, what if, uh, what if I repent and that person will find out more and get more offended? So be it. If they're more offended, they're more offended. I don't know if it makes sense to you. You can't, you can't worry about, I want everything to be perfect. You, you can't get perfection. Life is about dealing with ambiguity, uh, uh, of uh, dealing with mistakes, dealing with heartaches. That's part of life. You cannot avoid it. You cannot shield people from it. You cannot shield, for example, your loved one from heartaches, from getting hurt by you. So it seems to me your problem is not so much repentance. It's the problem. You think too much. Sounds familiar? You keep on thinking and thinking and, and hypothesizing and, and, and analyzing. Instead, you should meditate more, and as you f get more more skilled, uh, you open your wisdom, and then your instinct will be a much better judge for what to do than your thinking. Because your thinking, when you think, you don't have all the information. Okay, uh, so Chan meditation is designed to help you reduce your thinking so that you can use your real wisdom, which has a lot more information that your mind is not aware of. This is a fascinating thing about Chan, is that we're teaching you, we're training you to start thinking so that you're able to access your wisdom, your true mind. Your thinking mind is what we call a false mind. Okay? Uh, not only is it false, uh, it's also limited, 
very, very limited. Uh, and uh, if, you, if you could simply find a way, develop the skills to stop using your thinking mind, then your true mind, or what we call your guts, or your instinct, uh, will come to the fore and will be able to serve you a lot better in your thinking mind. So ideally, people should learn to use both the thinking mind as well as their, your true mind, or their true mind, okay? And with Chan meditation, that's what you train to do. And my life is much more fun when you have more tools to work with. All right? So uh, I cannot, whatever I tell you, you know, Ivy will eventually will think of something to make her unhappy because she keeps on thinking and digging and digging. The mind will dig nonstop. Okay? Uh, whereas um, whereas uh, instead, uh, just meditate more. Uh, if that really bothers you, the solution is very simple. Meditate more and keep on meditating until you no longer are afflicted. That's a rule of thumb. If it really bothers you, okay, cross your legs. Meditate and meditate and meditate, no matter how long it takes. Sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes it takes one minute, sometimes it takes one year, two, three, four, ten years, it doesn't matter. Eventually, your true mind will be able to find a better solution. Okay? That's all. And the great news is that if you really have real chance skills, then your true mind uh, is much better at uh, finding a solution than your thinking mind. That's what really makes you a superior person. Knowing when to use your true mind to solve your problems. Anything else? Yes, sir. Six. Um, Master, since coming here and um, practicing Chan meditation, I've uh, been able to uh, lose uh, over 10 pounds and reduce my blood pressure from stage one to uh, hypertension to um, regular blood pressure. And uh, Thank you, And uh, I've been able to do that because I've uh, been able to change my diet um, and that was only possible to a, a feeling of self-control over myself, which uh, is a, a result of uh, our practice. Now, the, the question I have is, of course, with this diet, I, you know, no sugar, no drinking, no all, all of that. But, you know, I know the master enjoys some, you know, good food every now and then. And, uh, you, know. you know, I'm a true cultivator, what you're talking about. I'm not attached to good food. And I know you enjoy a good movie every now and then. Only James Bond movies. Yes, James Bond movies. Thank God. There's only once uh, every 10 years or so, a new one. So my question is, Master, how do I 
on the one hand, maintain that um, decrease in attachment to these cravings, at the same time, enjoy the simple pleasures in life. Because what's the point of living if I can't enjoy some pleasures? I think, Master, maybe I'm wrong. Um, that's my question, Master. Where do I find that middle way? Thank you. How do you find a middle way? Can you enjoy life while having, while living a good uh, and clean life as well? Okay? What to do? I never had that problem, so I don't know really how to solve this problem. <laughs> uh, anyone can help out? How do you find a balance? Have you, you've been practicing Chan a lot longer than he has. So what is your solution? What is your approach? What he's describing is pretty commonplace. All of you, when you first came to Chan, you, have, uh, you came to Chan because you have some issues. Can we be blunt about it? You wouldn't be here unless you have problems. If you're perfect, you're perfectly happy and you're perfectly healthy, you, you're better off doing something else. Yes or no? You would never show up here unless you have some things that's waiting in your heart. And you can't solve. Okay? And you stick around because you find it useful. You find time to be useful. And actually, and you stick around, the longer you stick around, you find time to be even more useful than you thought. You, you're discovering, you're able to, to do a lot more for yourself to Chan than you thought were, was possible. Okay? So, so it's not uncommon for most of you to go through what he described. Yeah. Uh, so what did you do? What is your journey? Can you share it with him? Because it's so long ago for me. It's like a long, long time ago, so I don't remember anymore. Okay. How did you find your balance? Hmm? Anyone? Yes, eight. Thank you, Master. Um, first of all, a big, big, big congratulations to the, uh, to the healthy changes you're finding in your lifestyle. Uh, I remember sharing when I first started coming to Temple, I lost eight pounds, I think, in the first month or two. So slightly jealous that you lost 10. That's a really good job. I was shorter than you did as well. Took I you. Know. <laughs> uh, much more impressive than me to start. Um, I would also share my perspective that was consider that you've been so far left of center or right of center, you know, for so long that once you start cultivating and you start doing those things that are uh, giving you the positive changes and benefits, 
you're still on, the, on your path towards the middle way. I would encourage you to keep going the way you're going and you will find your, your balance. For me, I had been so unbalanced for so long, it took years of uh, determination and endurance to, to go towards the middle way. And I feel like I'm still doing that now. Okay. Yes, nine. Um, this is from Christopher from Go Forest. Master, as the days are getting hotter, ants are appearing more often. Is there a way to eliminate ants in our homes without violating the killing precepts? I don't know any other way I kill them. To be honest with you, I tried all sorts of Buddhist things, but I found out the best way is to kill them. I'm, I know I'm not supposed to say that, but if I don't say it, I'd be lying to you and to myself. Okay? That's you, I'm the last person you want to ask how to solve this problem, because I don't know how to solve it. I've been told to recite the Great Compassion Mantra. I've been told to do this and do that. People have uh, tried to help me. They recite Medicine Master Mantra. They recite Rebirth Mantra. They recite Wanyin Bodhisattva. I'm, my case is pretty severe, so none of it really helped. So I said, well, you know, I tell you what, since I can't, help you, we can't stop you from coming to my house and create problems for me. You come to my house, I kill you, and I send you to the pure land. How is that? Yes, nine. So I, I can't really help. I, yeah, uh, I can't stop coming, so I kill them. And I feel sorry, sometimes. Yes. From Emily, before I would tell the person because I felt bad, then I realized that after I did that, they would get afflicted. Then it's both of us who's afflicted. So why not keep it to oneself? Since you did it, you should own it and bear your own consequences, not make others suffer with you. Lesson learned, so don't do it again. Do what? Killing ants? No, this is related to the question earlier. Okay. I thought it was me. <laughs> yes, nine. From Cordelia, Master mentioned prajna seeds can be planted through plaques depending on which temple. Does it have to be a certain duration or one week for chi? Chan chi works too. What stupid thing that I may accidentally do that will destroy the seed planted from a good knowing advisor? It depends. It's nothing fixed. Okay. Uh, you keep doing it until uh, you free, until it's resolved. It's no, it depends. Okay. Uh, it's nothing fixed at all. Uh, all right. Uh, it's not so much. You seem you all seem to be obsessed with avoiding the consequences. Uh, what I'm teaching you is to know it's wrong, and there's some. Uh, some bad consequences that you need to have to deal with the consequences. One of the way, what the ways is uh, to repent. Well, there's no guarantee that repentance will erase it completely. No guarantee. No such a thing in life. We try our best, and we keep on trying and trying and trying. 
If anyone tells you, he says, if you have a problem, give it to me, I'll fix it for you, then uh, that's not my style. My style is I teach you how to deal with your problems. That's how you open your wisdom. I will not take the problem out your hands so that you can come back, go back home and do the same thing over and over again. Okay? You have to earn it. You have to learn to deal with it. And sometimes part of the learning process for you to suffer the consequences on your actions. Otherwise, you never change. People change because they are afraid of the consequences. If you don't have to bear the consequences, you'll never change. You'll never grow wiser. So that's why my attitude is different from my masters. You know, we have the same master go in there, Master Shen Huang. You know, before, when he was alive, you have a problem, you come to him, Master Shen, Master, Master, Great Master, help me. And he said, okay, go back. It's taken care of. Go back and basically, between parentheses, keep on doing the same thing you've been doing. And I don't, I mean, I don't subscribe to, that, to that, uh, that attitude. I don't care. If you did something wrong, I will teach you how to learn to fix it. And part of your learning process is that you have to suffer one way or the other so that you more incentivized uh, to not repeat the same mistake. Okay? We don't learn until we, unless we suffer. I don't learn until I suffer. I don't know about you. Okay? Yes, when I kill an ant, it bothers me. It's a tiny thing. You look at it, wow, it looks so small. And then the next one bites you. Wow, another one. What are you going to do? Yes, I feel guilty. Yes. So what do I do? I have to fix it. I'm, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to lie to you and say, hey, oh, I'm a monk. I don't kill ants because my precept is not killing. Yes, I did something wrong, so I have to fix it. That's how you learn. Okay? So, going back to the question, uh, what is the middle way? What do I do? It's an ongoing process. Okay? Right now, it seems to work. Yes? That's great. So, uh, you have some good results, so continue. That's the thing that you want to maintain. Okay? And then, since you're able to maintain the level, now it's time to experiment. Okay? Two ways. Number one, continue to improve. Okay? That's always desirable to continue to practice Chan and develop Chan skills so that you are even better off when you meditate. Okay? Uh, and number two, now you can experiment. You say, okay, now my, uh, my, uh, uh, my uh, weight is a little bit uh, under control. So why, how about splurging once a week? Huh? Until you experiment, that's all. Huh? I advocate, I'm, I'm of the beliefs that when you, like even if we're on a weight, uh, on a diet, uh, you should uh, have cheat days. You should have a. Uh, you should be should should uh, should um, should um, think long term. 
because we are, if we, all we do, we chant, it's to suffer and take losses and suffer and suffer and suffer, we cannot last. Okay, so sometimes part of the process is to uh, enjoy ourselves a little, only a little, and then work harder the following day. <laughs> you see, that's a balance you strike eventually. Okay, mm. I'm for having fun. If you practice Chan, it's supposed to be fun. If it's not fun, you will not continue. Okay? And the fun of practicing Chan is it comes in two forms. Number one is that the spiritual fun, you experience the bliss and the uh, uh, lightness of the heart, of the mind, of the body, and detachment uh, from a moment for yourself. To me, it's all ultimate luxury to spend the time on yourself only and not needing anything. Okay? Uh, that freedom, that peace of mind is priceless, cannot be bought, and only you can produce it. It's fantastic. Okay, you eventually, your level is not that high yet. Eventually, as you get higher and higher, you know, even when you cross your legs or you meditate for two minutes, you feel so good. Or if you get to this level here in this slide, uh, where's uh, this, this mouse? This slide here, this refers to, refers to a certain level, okay, of enlightenment, okay? Uh, if you get this, this is level, uh, the enjoyment is instantaneous. For you, it takes a long time before you can get there. For this, for these people, it's that fast. Okay? Uh, so it's like, like a, a pleasure thing where you hit the, you hit the, uh, the button and you ee, <laughs> okay. Yeah. We do it without any chemicals, without anything. It's so cool. Okay? Uh, but it's not so, not so much about that. It's about, it's about as you, we all have these issues we need to address. Uh, you learn Chan. You find uh, ways to cope much more effectively and much more fun. Okay, uh, I'm, I came from a Chinese system, Master Shinoa system, master system, uh, where they call themselves true cultivators. They rise above all the worldly things, you know, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, I was there for, for a while, for a few years, and I wasn't impressed, honestly. Because, uh, because you may be able to do that when you're by yourself. But when you're with your wife, when you're with your girlfriend, you're with your family, and they are having fun eating, and they look at you, you're eating vegetables only, or you don't drink, 
and uh, you don't do anything of the bad things, you don't eat anything that's bad for your body. <laughs> what happened, man? This is cultivation. And you do so much better than us that, you know, that what we are the bad guys and we are, and, and, and you way above us. How can you relate to people, especially the ones that you care for, that way, make them feel so inferior? Huh? And you're so much better than they are. That's not relating. That's not connection. That's self-serving. I will tell you in my personal, uh, my personal uh, situation. I use this to cultivate my myself. I love eating vegetables boiled only, and it's so tasty. Okay? I loved it. And when I started receiving disciples, I, I taught them the same thing. They, they hated it. I said, my God, Master, this is horrible. How can, you know, we gave up everything and then you force us to eat this thing? And then I said, no, no, be patient, be patient. Eventually you, you, you enjoy it. And sure enough, as soon as I had my back turned, they didn't eat boiled vegetables. They went for pizza. They went for hamburgers and so forth. So I got it. I got the message. Okay. So I said, okay, I no longer enforce it. Well, Yin used to uh, cook that the big pot of boiled things, you know. And she was very proud of it. I said, this is Mahasaya's Dharma. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what makes us superior cultivators. And we did that. Okay. And my students, my disciples only did that when, because I was around. When I wasn't, they wouldn't do it. <laughs> so I got, I got the message. I stopped forcing them to eat the, you know, the boiled crap, okay? And they can eat whatever they want, uh, uh, MSG or, you know, whatever, hot spices, whatever, Korean kimchi, whatever. God. Uh, and... And they're much happier. They're still around. Look, it worked. <laughs> and now they're around. It's not, it's not the end of it, Andres. They're around and they eat. And they eat. They like to eat because that's the only release we have. This is really the, the something that we honestly, monks and nuns, can look forward to. Because the rest of the time, the rest of the day, they work their butt off for me. So the only time they really have fun, can enjoy themselves, is a meal. Okay? Is that true or not? No, not true. They see, now they become enlightened. They're way above that you know, food kind of stuff. No? Not yet? <laughs> okay? So, so, to be honest, for monks and nuns, as one of the few vices we have left is food. And if we deprive ourselves of that as well, we force to deprive that kind of pleasure ourselves, then it makes it very difficult for the young ones, especially the one right there from Korea who likes to eat, and say, why am I doing this again? Are we becoming robots? Super Superman, supergirl, where we, you know, we're above eating. And again, pr same problem. 
How can you relate to people if you're so much better than them? Occasionally, we invite it out, okay? Because let's say we are traveling and we don't, uh, we we cannot, uh, uh, we cannot get back to the temple in time. So we say, okay, let's stop by this restaurant here and eat. And everyone's ordering the the food they like, and we are ordering boiled vegetables because we are true cultivators. And that's that's a problem. And it's not just that, but. So I let loose the rules of eating uh, boiled vegetables. I, I tried to teach them that, but they, they didn't really enjoy it. So I, I gave it up. And now comes the next issue. We have so much good food now. Because somehow the lay people heard of it that, that we are enjoying good food. So they bring good food. And now there's so much good food, they're eating and eating and eating. They're getting fat. Okay? Uh, and so I say, I'm getting fat. Uh, so I should cut back. And so I, as I cut back, guess what happens? My disciple who sit next to me saw how much food I'm not eating. <laughs> so they cut back to themselves. What are you going to do? I don't eat they feel compelled not to eat as well. So what to do? See, it's not that simple. This is, you have to strike a balance somewhere. You cannot say, because, because if you're, you're by yourself, you can do whatever you want. But when you're with people, you have to be more considerate. And that's the, that's the middle way. There's no, there's no hard rule. Okay? You do when you can. If you cannot. You have to integrate. You have to compromise. So I get fat. What else can I do? <laughs> yes, uh, six. Master, uh, I... I would like to know if you believe that enlightenment comes in waves or in partial segments or sessions and uh, doesn't necessarily come as a big enlightenment, everything at once, bam. Enlightenment has two kinds, kinds, small or large or big. Small enlightenment is what you experience when you improve one level, next, 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 next. Okay, that's what I call small enlightenment. When that happens, you're able to solve your problems better and become a better person. You truly are. Others are not aware of it, okay? Uh, but you eventually will be aware, become aware of it. Okay? You really are a much better person inside. Uh, that's why it's called small enlightenment. Big enlightenment is when you are, uh, you have uh, that giant leap there. Uh, that uh, out of this world where you become 
not just a better person, you become an extraordinary person. Great to hear. Hmm? Great to hear. Mm. Yes, eight. Oh, thank you, Master. Um, in response to your, uh, your question, uh, you know, if you stop eating, then people around you stop eating. So that means you need to eat, and then you're going to get more fat. So what to do? Well, lift weights. Yeah. Because muscle burns fat while you're resting. It's the best. Hmm? So you Are you exercising? Are you working out? <laughs> I'm starting to. Thank you, Master. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right, anyone else? So, see, there's always a balance that need to, 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 to you, you constantly need to adjust, to adapt. Yes, three. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Korean people, we have a ancestor ceremony for, uh, like, the Thanksgiving, Korean Thanksgiving Day or Lunar Year or the past day. So, at that time, we offer the rice and wine, or like the soju. So, is there, but I know already know about this, the alcohol, offering alcohol is not good. So, I, do I have to tell to my parents or my parents-in-law to the, to not offering the alcohol to the ancestor? It's not, I think it the, makes them the oblique, so. Offering what, I thought? No, it, I mean the we the Korean tradition that we gonna offer the alcohol at the ceremony. Alcohol. Alcohol ceremony. To the ancestors. Yeah. Should you tell them what to do? That's why I, I we know we know about it's not good for the ancestors. So. Are they Buddhist? Yeah, my parents, my dad is Buddhist, but he say is very traditional, like for, for so long. So how can change it? He said that, that's why I didn't tell anymore. Is it, is it uh, customary in your culture yes, in, to, for you to tell your dad what to do? No. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, because I'm not Korean, so. <laughs> Yeah, so you don't you don't tell your dad what to do either, right? Yeah. Same here in the, in the U.S., right? You don't tell your dad what to do, do you? <laughs> okay. Okay, just compromise. I just I don't need to tell what to do at that the ceremony. If they don't ask, don't tell. Uh, okay, there's no point in in telling them when they don't want to hear it. That's part of wisdom as well, okay? Wisdom is that we know when our words mean nothing, we shut up. Uh, uh, another, also, if they, I have to offering the alcohol to the, the cemetery, we usually, we visit the cemetery, we bring the alcohol to the ancestor. So this is a good day to be at the cemeteries. <laughs> so, 
do I reject or just uh, okay? Just I offer the alcohol to the ancestor. When you offer alcohol to the ancestor, you offer alcohol to someone else. You have no arms for 500 lives. <laughs> That's why I know this. <laughs> yes. Thank you, thank you, Master. Uh, hey, Yun, I have, I have an important question that'll help me uh, support my answer to you. Uh, what what brand of soju are you are you offering? Not exactly soju. We using the like uh, rice wine. Is it is Chongju, it nice? something like the sake kind of sake? <laughs> we usually offer to ancestor. I don't know about brand. <laughs> yeah. If it was really nice, I think it'd be harder to reject, you know. But if it's just like ordinary rice wine, then easier to reject. Yes, sir. Six. Master, um, in my uh, very limited understanding, when we offer, we make offerings, what we're truly offering is our sincerity. Uh, if I'm right, I'm probably wrong. If that uh, statement is true, does it matter then what we offer physically? I don't know. This guy thinks so much. <laughs> Why can't you just give something because you enjoy it or because the other person enjoys it? Live a little. Hmm? Be real. Be human. Be yourself. Be kind. I offer uh, my excuse for uh, eating up and getting fat is because I'm trying to be kind and practicing kindness. So my disciple, we all get fat eventually. <laughs> but we're becoming kinder. There's a price for kindness. Okay? Uh, so... I'm, I'm for kindness. I'm, I'm, I feel that, you know, if in practicing kindness, uh, there is a price to pay. Somehow we have to pay. Okay? Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, if there's a price to pay, I, I have to f deal with it later. Okay? Uh, so... Um, I don't have an answer for you. We will work all the time. Uh, it's uh, you have to learn to take care of yourself, not to hurt, 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 harm yourself. Okay, do the right things for yourself. Uh, that's always the foundation. Learn what's right and wrong. Learn to meditate so that you can take care of yourself. But there are times of you with others when that's when you have to use your, your judgment, your wisdom to decide is it better I, 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 you know, I compromise or not. Okay? 
because part of taking care of yourself is also to be able to relate to others, to connect with others. Because we don't live by ourselves. Okay? And so there's no hard and fast rule. So I get to the point right now to, to, to give, you, give you some insights. After I ate up and I gained some weight and I started weightlifting and so forth to, to reduce my weight, and now I have an excuse. I said, you know, you guys enjoy it. I'm working out. <laughs> so I'm cutting back on my weight. They're not. So, but now, you know, now they accept it. You see? It's an ongoing thing. There's no hard and fast rule. You adapt and adapt and adjust, and that's part of the fun. Hmm? Okay? Uh, Any other questions, comments? Okay, if not, then we stop here and let's go to lunch. Thank you, everyone.